بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله so this week then, we've arrived at the section which is regarding the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That Allah speaks. Kalamullah. Qawlul mu'allifi rahimahullah. Wa min sifati Allahi ta'ala annahu mutakallimun bikalamin qadim. يَسْمَعُهُ مِنْهُ مَنْ شَاءَ مِنْ خَلْقِهِ سَمِعَهُ مُوسَى عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ مِنْهُ مِنْ غَيْرِ وَاسِطَةِ وَسَمِعَهُ جِبْرِيلَ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ وَمَنْ أَذِنَ لَهُ مِنْ مَلَائِكَتِهِ وَرُسُلِهِ وَأَنَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ يُكَلِّمُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ فِي الْآخِرَةِ وَيُكَلِّمُونَهُ وَيَأْذَنُ لَهُمْ فَيَزُورُونَهُ قَالَ تَعَالَى وَكَلَّمَ اللَّهُ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا وَقَالَ سُبْحَانَهُ قال يا موسى إني اصطفيتك على الناس برسالاتي وبكلامي وقال سبحانه منهم من كلم الله وقال سبحانه وما كان لبشر أن يكلمه الله إلا وحيا أو من وراء حجاب وقال سبحانه فلما أتاها نودي يا موسى إني أنا ربك فاخلعن عليك إنك بالواد المقدس طوى وقال سبحانه إنني أنا الله لا إله إلا أنا فاعبدوني فاعبدني وغير جائز أن يقول هذا أحد غير الله هي the author he says from the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the attribute of speech. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks and whomsoever he wishes from his creation to hear that, hears it. So for example, Musa alayhi salam was spoken to by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Musa alayhi salam, Allah spoke to him directly. Wasami'ahu Jibreel, and Allah spoke to Jibreel. Jibreel, Gabriel, the angel. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to him, and Jibreel heard. And also other than Jibreel from the angels and from the messengers whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to, like of course Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah will speak to the believers on the day of judgment in the hereafter. And the believers will speak to Allah. Allah said in the Quran, وَكَلَّمَ اللَّهُ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا 
that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to Musa alayhi salam, spoke to Musa alayhi salam in reality. And Allah also said in the Qur'an, O Musa, I have chosen you from amongst the people with my message, the messengership, and with speech, meaning that Allah spoke to Musa alayhi salam directly without any intermediary. Similarly, Allah said about the prophets and the messengers, مِنْ هُمْ مَنْ كَلَّمَ اللَّهِ from amongst them are those whom Allah spoke to. So these are all various narrations that indicate Allah speaks and that Allah spoke to some of the creation. Allah spoke to Jibreel and spoke to various prophets and messengers and of course, as we will come to see in detail, the Qur'an is the speech of Allah. We do not say that the Qur'an is created. The Qur'an is the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah spoke the Qur'an. And it was heard by Jibreel alayhi salam. Allah spoke it with a voice and with sounds and words. Jibreel alayhi salam heard and then he came and narrated that to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So Allah speaks and that is the attribute that is being discussed here. Al-Sheikh Zayd rahimahullahu ta'ala in the explanation. He says, Al-Kalamu sifatun min sifatillahi thabita. Speech is an attribute from the attributes of Allah that is affirmed. Athabita lahu bil kitabi wa sunnati wa ijma'i salaf. Agreed upon, or rather authentic and established in the Quran, in the sunnah, and agreed upon by the salaf. The attribute of speech for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمِنَ الْأَدِلَّ عَلَى ذَلِكَ مَا أَوْرَدَهُ الْمُؤَلِّفُ And from the evidences upon that, that speech is an attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there are several evidences, some of those that we already narrated from what the author mentioned, from amongst them was, وَكَلَّمَ اللَّهُ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to Musa alayhi salam. The people of innovation, of course, wish to deny that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks. So, they wish to reject this attribute. But when in the Qur'an Allah says, He spoke to Musa alayhi salam, how are they going to interpret that? 
And how are they going to alter that so that they can still claim that Allah doesn't speak? They make tahrif of the Qur'an, distortion of the verses of the Qur'an. In this verse it says, وَكَلَّمَ اللَّهُ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا They say, أَهْلُ الْبِدَعِ وَلَهُوَا They say, وَكَلَّمَ اللَّهَ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا What is the difference if you say, وَكَلَّمَ اللَّهُ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا and you say, وَكَلَّمَ اللَّهَ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا Notice the small difference. وَكَلَّمَ اللَّهُ اللَّهُ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا They say, وَكَلَّمَ اللَّهَ اللَّهَ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا What is the difference from changing the who to a ha? Mm. Mm. So if you change that one sound, changing that one sound in Arabic changes the meaning of the whole sentence. Because you know in the Arabic language it is all about the last letter on the words. If you change the pronunciation of the last letter of the word... It can change the meaning altogether. So Allahu will have a different meaning to Allaha. If you say, as the ayah actually says, وَكَلَّمَ اللَّهُ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا That means Allah spoke to Musa. كَلَّمَ فِعْلْ مَاضِي Allahu لَفْضُ جَلَالًا الْفَاعِلْ Musa maf'ul bihi wa kallama Allahu Musa taklima Allah spoke to Musa but when you say wa kallama Allaha Musa taklima kallama is the fi'l madhi Musa is the fa'il and Allaha mansub lafz jalala maf'ul bihi Meaning then, كَلَّمَ اللَّهَ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا Musa spoke to Allah. If you make the verse say that Musa السلام, spoke to Allah, then there is no affirmation in it that Allah actually spoke to Musa. They can say, yes, Musa spoke to Allah, but Allah didn't speak back. So they changed the pronunciation of the ayah. Instead of وَكَلَّمَ اللَّهُ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا They say وَكَلَّمَ اللَّهَ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا Change the ayah. So it can fit with their deviation of saying that Allah does not speak. They want to reject the fact that Allah speaks. So they change the signs. And the people of innovation do that with the Qur'an. When Allah says, ثُمَّ اسْتَوَى عَلَى الْعَرْشِ They don't want to accept الْإِسْتِوَى So they say, لا, the ayah, 
ثم استولى على العرش change the meaning change the words so here there is a clear proof in the Quran وَكَلَّمَ اللَّهُ مُوسَى تَكْلِيمًا Emphasis at the end, clarifying that this was reality of speech. That Allah spoke to Musa alayhi salam. And Musa alayhi salam heard Allah. Just like Allah spoke to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam heard Allah. فَفِي الْآيَةِ إثبات لاتصاف الله بصفة الكلام حقيقة This ayah has an affirmation in it for the attribution to Allah, the attribute of speech in reality. سمعه موسى عليه السلام وعاه موسى عليه السلام heard Allah and understood, comprehended وَامْتَثَلَ مَا فِيهِ مِنَ الْأَوَامِرِ وَالنَّوَاهِ And he implemented the commandments and the prohibitions that he heard from Allah. وَمِثْلُ هَذِي الْآيَةِ قَوْلُهُ تَعَالَى فِي حَقِّ الرُّسُلِ عَلَيْمَ الصَّلَاةِ وَالسَّلَامِ وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ كَلَّمَ اللَّهِ Similarly in the Qur'an, Allah affirms the attribute of speech in other parts. For example, when Allah says about the messengers, وَأَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ كَلَّمَ اللَّهِ From amongst them are those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to. So Allah spoke to some of the messengers. And similarly Allah said to Musa alayhi salam, regarding Musa alayhi salam, قَالَ يَا مُوسَىٰ إِنِّ اصْطَفَيْتُكَ عَلَى النَّاسِ Allah said, O oh Musa, I have selected you from the people. Selected you for what? Selected you بِرِسَالَاتِي With my messages, the revelation, made you a messenger. And وَبِكَلَامِي And the speech that Allah spoke to Musa alayhi salam. So all of this affirms to us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala indeed speaks. Because it would not be from the characteristics of praiseworthiness whatsoever to say that your Lord cannot speak. And that is why when Ibrahim was debating his people and they were worshipping all of those idols, one of the points of evidence he brought against them was to say that these idols of yours, he refuted them over the point of speech. They cannot even speak. They can't talk, they can't speak. How can they be gods that you are worshipping? They cannot even speak. 
They cannot even pronounce the words, talk, anything, no communication. How can they be gods? So Ibrahim brought that as a point of evidence against them. That these so-called deities of yours cannot even speak, cannot even hear. They can't do anything. How can they be gods? So of course, it is a characteristic of praiseworthiness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks. So Allah spoke to Musa alayhi salam and Allah spoke to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Allah spoke to Gabriel, the angel, Jibreel. And Allah will speak to the believers in the hereafter. In the hadith it mentions, مَا مِنْكُمْ مِنْ أَحَدٍ إِلَّا وَسَيُكَلِّمُهُ رَبُّهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ لَيْسَ بَيْنَهُ وَبَيْنَهُ تَرْجُمَانِ There is not a single one from amongst you except that Allah will speak to you on that hereafter. And there will not be any interpreter between you and Allah. So this is all an affirmation of the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the author says, Rahimahullahu ta'ala. وَقَالَ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ ibn Mas'ud رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ إِذَا تَكَلَّمَ اللَّهُ بِالْوَحِي سَمِعَ صَوْتَهُ أَهْلُ السَّمَاءِ in this hadith, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu says, When Allah speaks the revelation, Sami'a sawtahu ahlus sama' The residents of the heavens, the residents of the heavens, those who are there, the angels, etc., they hear the voice of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Allah speaks with the revelation, the inhabitants of the heavens hear the voice of Allah. وَرُوِيَ ذَلِكَ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ And that is something which is narrated from the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. Then, Rawa Abdullah ibn Unais, Anin Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Abdullah ibn Unais narrates from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that he said, Yahshurullahu al-khala'iqa yawma al-qiyamati uratan hufatan ghurlan buhma. فَيُنَادِيهِمْ بِصَوْتٍ يَسْمَعُهُ مَنْ بَعُدَ كَمَا يَسْمَعُهُ مَنْ قَرُبٍ أَنَا الْمَلِكُ أَنَا الدَّيَّانِ رواه الأئمة واستشهد به البخاري وفي بعض الآثار أن موسى عليه السلام ليلة رأى النار فهالته ففزع منها فناداه ربه يا موسى فأجاب سريعا استئناسا بالصوت فقال لبيك لبيك أسمع صوتك ولا أرى مكانك فأين أنت فقال أنا فوقك وأمامك وعن يمينك وعن شمالك 
فعلم أن هذه الصفة لا تنبغي إلا لله تعالى قال كذلك أنت يا إلهي أفكلامك أسمع أم كلام رسولك قال بل كلامي These are various narrations that again talk about the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks that on that day when the people are raised up, they are raised up naked and uncircumcised and barefooted. When they are raised up on that day and Allah talks, Allah speaks and says, I am the king, and al-malik. When that occurs, it mentions here, the author says, everybody will hear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those who are nearby and those who are far away. So this is an affirmation that indeed on that day in the hereafter, the people will hear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speak. This is an affirmation of the speech of Allah once again. So as Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, we believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the attribute of speech, that Allah speaks, and that He spoke to some of the messengers and prophets, and that He spoke to some of the angels, and that when He speaks with the revelation, the inhabitants of the heavens hear that. We believe that Allah speaks. Because if you were to reject that attribute as well, as another point, it would be a deficiency for you to claim that your Lord cannot speak. Rather, the Creator, the Provider, the Sustainer, the One who is worshipped, the Lord certainly speaks. Then the author goes on to say, الْقُرْآنُ كَلَامُ اللَّهِ The Qur'an is the speech of Allah. The Qur'an is the speech of Allah. وَقَوْلُ الْمُؤَلِّفِ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ وَمِنْ كَلَامِ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهِ الْقُرْآنُ الْعَظِيمُ وَهُوَ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ الْمُبِينُ وَحَبْلُهُ الْمَتِينُ وَصِرَاطُهُ الْمُسْتَقِيمُ وَالتَّنْزِيلُ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ نَزَلَ بِهِ الرُّوحُ الْأَمِينَ عَلَى قَلْبِ سَيِّدِ الْمُرْسَلِينَ بِلِسَانٍ عَرَبِيٍّ مُبِينٍ وَنَزَّلَ غَيْرُ مَخْلُوقٍ مِنْهُ بَدَأَ وَإِلَيْهِ يَعُودُ وَهُوَ سُورَةٌ مُحْكَمَاتٌ وَآيَاتٌ بَيِّنَاتٌ وَحُرُوفٌ وَكَلِمَاتٌ مَنْ قَرَأَهُ فَأَعْرَبَهُ فَلَهُ بِكُلِّ حَرْفٍ عَشْرُ حَسَنَاتٍ لَهُ أَوَّلُ وَآخِرُ وَأَجْزَأُ وَأَبْعَادٌ وَأَجْزَأُ وَأَبْعَادٌ مَتْلُوٌّ بِالْأَلْسِنَةِ مَحْفُوظٌ فِي الصُّدُورِ مَسْمُوعٌ بِالْآذَانِ مَكْتُوبٌ فِي الْمَصَاحِفِ فِيهِ مُحْكَمٌ وَمُتَشَابِهٌ وَنَاسِخٌ وَمَنْسُوخٌ وَخَاصٌ وَعَامٌ وَأَمْرٌ نَهْيٌ لا يأتيه الباطل من بين يديه ولا من خلفه تنزيل من حكيم حميد Here now the author talks about the Quran. The Quran which is the final revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Prior to the Quran came the other revelations. The Zabur, the Tawrat, the Injil. The Suhufi Ibrahim and Musa, all of these various books, the, the Psalms of David as they say, the Torah, the Torah of Musa alayhi salam, of Moses, 
the Bible of Isa alayhi salam, Jesus, all of these books, they came from Allah, revelation from Allah. All of them were the speech of Allah. However, they were not preserved. And as a consequence, they became distorted and changed and altered with additions and subtractions. So they no longer remain upon the original state that they were revealed upon. Whereas the final revelation that came from Allah, the Qur'an, it is preserved and it remains upon the original state, remains upon the actual original precise revelation that Allah sent. Nothing is changed from it. The Shaykh says here, لَمَّا أَوْرَدَ الْمُؤَلِّفُ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهُ نُصُوصَ صِفَةِ الْكَلَامِ الْعَامِ لِلَّهِ تَعَالَى عَلَى الْوَجْهِ اللَّائِقِ بِعَظَمَتِهِ وَجَلَالِهِ أَرَدَ فَبِذِكْرِ مَا يُثْبِتُ أَنَّ الْقُرْآنَ الْكَرِيمِ مِنْ كَلَامِ اللَّهِ So initially in the earlier chapter, the author had been affirming that speech is an attribute of Allah. Then in this chapter he moves on to now explain that the Qur'an is the speech of Allah too. The Qur'an is not created. It is not a creation from the creations of Allah, the Qur'an. The Qur'an is the actual words, the actual speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah spoke the Qur'an. Jibreel heard the Qur'an from Allah and came and taught the Prophet ﷺ. Not like the people of innovation who want to reject the fact that Allah speaks. So they say Jibreel never heard the Qur'an from Allah, instead it was what you call like telepathic. That Jibreel understood what Allah meant in of himself without Allah actually pronouncing the words and saying it. That it was somehow, somehow transported, moved across the Qur'an from Allah to Jibreel. Jibreel just got it and understood it without Allah actually talking. And that is of course nonsense. Some of them say, Jibreel never heard the Qur'an from Allah, Allah never spoke it. Instead they say, that the Qur'an, which is of course written down in the preserved tablet, al Mahfuz, they say Jibreel just went and read the Qur'an from the al Mahfuz, and came and taught the Prophet They say Jibreel went and read the Qur'an from al al Mahfuz, from the preserved tablet, and went and taught the Prophet And of course, again, that is incorrect. Yes, the Qur'an is upon the preserved tablet. But Jibreel alayhi salam did not take it from there and give it to the Prophet ﷺ. Jibreel alayhi salam heard it from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Heard the Qur'an from Allah. And then came and taught the Prophet ﷺ. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks in a manner that is suitable of His Majesty. Remember, with all of the names and attributes of Allah, we say that it must be 
in a manner that is suitable to the majesty of Allah. You don't try to imagine how Allah speaks. You don't try to imagine that in your mind. We do not try to imagine Allah. We do not try to imagine the descriptions of Allah and what Allah looks like. We do not do that. It is beyond the knowledge that Allah has given to mankind for us to understand that. وَمَا أُوتِيتُمْ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا Allah said in the Qur'an, You have not been given from knowledge except a small amount. We have not been given the knowledge of understanding those affairs. So we do not try to imagine or try to make pictures in our minds of what Allah looks like or how Allah speaks. We do not do that. We believe in the attributes. We believe and affirm them. But we do not try to imagine them and give descriptions in our own minds about them and picture them. That is not what we do. So we say that Allah speaks in a manner that is suitable to the might and majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Appropriate to the might and majesty of Allah. Allah speaks in that manner. So when Allah spoke the Qur'an, سَمِعَهُ أَمِينُ الْوَحْيِ جِبْرِيلُ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ مِنْ رَبِّهِ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى So when Allah spoke the Qur'an, Jibreel alayhi salam, the trustworthy one upon the revelation. He was the trustworthy one upon the revelation. Allah gave that revelation to Jibreel and he came. And pass that to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. بَلَّغَهُ إِلَى نَبِيِّ هَذِهِ الْأُمَّ مُحَمَّدٍ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ وَأَنَّهُ يَجِبُ الْإِيمَانَ بِهِ وَالْقَطْعَ بِأَلْفَاظِهِ وَمَعَانِيهِ ثُمَّ شَرَعَ الْمُؤَلِّفَ بِذِكْرِ أَوْصَافٍ لَهُ عَظِيمًا. Then the author mentioned some of the descriptions of the Quran. Firstly, that it is Kitabullah al-Mubin, meaning it is eloquent and perfect in its explanation, in its wordings, in its clarity. Hablullah al-Mateen, it is the strong handhold, the strong rope of Allah, which will be a means for us to get to Allah, the Qur'an. It is the strong rope of Allah that we will go along and come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is as-siratul mustaqim. It is the straight path. The straight path that leads to Allah. The guidance that takes us to Allah. And the Qur'an, it is revealed from Allah. To the human messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam through via the angel Jibreel who is also termed as Al-Ameen the trustworthy one Jibreel and then Jibreel taught that to the Prophet and the Quran it was revealed in the clear Arabic language Revealed in the clear Arabic language. 
فَمِنْهُ بَدَأَهُ وَإِلَيْهِ يَعُودَ So the Quran, it began from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to him it will return. Because it is mentioned, جَاءَ فِي الْآثَارِ أَنَّهُ يُرْفَعُ مِنَ الْمَصَاحِفِ وَالصُّدُورِ فِي آخِرِ الزَّمَانِ فَلَا يَبْقَ مِنْهُ فِي الْأَرْضِ آيَةِ That at the end of time, the Quran will be removed from this earth. Removed from the pages of the Mus'haf. Removed from the chests of those who have memorized it. The Quran will be removed until not an ayah of the Quran remains upon the face of this earth. Also, the ayat of the Quran are clear cut. Quran wasn't sent to be confusing to us, wasn't sent as a mystery to us, rather it was sent as guidance. And the ayat are clear. There is no deficiency in them. There is no shortcoming in them. They are perfect and clear. And how many surahs of the Quran are there? Hmm? So 114. 29 of those begin with the broken letters. What are the broken letters? Alif, Lam, Mim, Alif, Lam, Ra. All of those. 29 surahs of the Quran begin with the broken letters. All of these ayat, all of these surah, all of these chapters, it is Quran. What is in the Mus'haf? That is Qur'an. What you have memorized in your heart is Qur'an. What you recite upon your tongue, those words, they are Qur'an. All of that is the Qur'an. We have also been told that it is an ibadah and a worship to recite the Qur'an. And that you get reward for reciting the Qur'an. In the hadith it mentions, مَنْ قَرَأَ الْقُرْآنَ فَأَعْرَبَهُ فَلَهُ بِكُلِّ حَرْفٍ مِنْهُ عَشْرَ حَسَنَاتٍ A person who recites the Qur'an and pronounces it properly, then for him, for every letter that you recite is ten rewards. The Prophet ﷺ said, مَنْ قَرَأَ حَرْفًا مِنْ الْقُرْآنِ فَلَهُ حَسَنَةٍ Whoever reads a single letter of the Qur'an gets a reward. وَالْحَسَنَةُ بِعَشْرِ أَمْثَالِهَا and every reward is multiplied by ten. So ten rewards for every letter you read. Then the Prophet said, The Prophet said, I don't mean that alif, lam, meem is one letter, you get ten rewards for it. Rather, alif, Lam, Mim, three letters there. So reciting just that one word, Alif, Lam, Mim, 30 rewards already. 30 rewards already for reciting that one word. So this is the reward of reciting the Quran. And we know, just as it is mentioned in the hadith of the Prophet wasallam. One of the points mentioned was وَلِكِتَابِهِ 
that you need to be sincere, have the nasiha to the book of Allah. How do you have your good relationship and your purity and sincerity to the Quran? Five things you could say. One, have the correct aqidah regarding it. That it is the speech of Allah. From Allah it began to Him it will return. It is not created. Have the correct aqidah regarding it. Two, recite it. Ten rewards for every letter. Three, memorize it. Not just recite it, memorize it. Four, understand it. The tafsir. Not just read it and memorize it. Memorize the whole Quran, you don't even understand any of it. Understand it. Learn the meanings, learn the tafsir. And five, act upon it. So, have the right aqidah regarding it. Read it. Memorize it. Understand it. And practice it. That is what is upon a person to do. And that is exactly what the Salaf they used to do. And that's why they mentioned in that famous narration, كُنَّا لَا نَتَجَاوَزُ عَشْرَ آيَاتٍ مِّنَ الْقُرْآنِ حَتَّى نَعْلَمَ مَعَنِيهَا وَنَعْمَلَ بِهَا We never used to go past ten ayat of the Qur'an until we learnt their meanings and we acted upon them. So they wouldn't just be reading and reading and not understanding or not practicing. The purpose of the Qur'an is to understand it and to practice it. Not just read it. Yes, read it and get the reward and memorize it and learn it, but practice it as well, understand it. That is the key behind the Qur'an. It is not for the purpose of just making decorations and posters and putting them in your walls. That is impermissible. Impermissible to make these portraits, these frames for 50 pounds in the shops, with the ayat of the Qur'an, you put them on the wall. Haram. The Qur'an is not for decoration. You can't even say it will remind me. What do you mean remind you? Open the Qur'an, all the ayat are there. It's not like this to make posters and decorations with the Qur'an. It's not allowed. The scholars, they say it's not allowed. You can't just make decorations and posters and frames and mirrors on them and glass on them and gold frames and everything. Put them on your walls in your house. That is not permissible. The Qur'an was not sent for that reason. Not for decoration of your house. Qur'an is to read and to memorize and learn and practice. That is what needs to be done with it. So, we'll round off there for tonight then. Inshallah ta'ala, carry on next week. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين